Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends of the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we're beginning a new chapter. Chapter 28, The Undoing of Fear. We'll be reading Section 1, The Introduction, and Section 2, the present memory. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 297. Forgiveness is the only gift I give. And by way of opening this morning, I'd really love to share uh, an adaptation of a poem of Teresa of Avila. Her poem was titled, As I Find, Found the Source, this adaptation is for a public reading by Lynn Bauman. And it goes like this. When our souls were born, it was like a still ocean that had yet to experience its infinite life. God came to the shores of our souls and gazed upon the immaculate splendor the divine heart had created. And stripped of clothes, God dove into us. So now nothing that our arms have ever done or the movements our feet have ever made have been anything but the waves God stirred. Light baptizes life wherever it falls. And every religion and everything upon the earth is but a shadow made from that light. Shadows may move, but they have no real power of their own, though of course they can affect the weak and frighten them, and we humans can use that darkness to exploit others. So now we have discovered the cause of all we do, the capital source of all our desires. We have found a God so humble, yet who is the cause of all. Amen. Perfect for the reading. Oh, thank you. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Love it. I was very happy to have that as a gift to me. So thanks, guys. And okay, here's our reading list this morning. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Yvonne, Karen, Jessica, and Micah. And I think that's all of us. Who else has joined would like to say good morning or be on the reading list? Morning, Lori. Jude's joined you. Thank you for good being here. Good morning. I would love Alrighty. to Glad you're here. Okay, Judy. Listening, you are. Okie doke. So as we begin this morning, Chapter 28, The Undoing of Fear, we start with the introduction, section one. The miracle does nothing. All it does is to undo. 
and thus it cancels out the interference to what has been done. It does not add, but merely takes away. And what it takes away is long since gone, but being kept in memory appears to have immediate effects. This world was over long ago. The thoughts that made it are no longer in the mind that thought of them and loved them for a little while. The miracle which shows the past is gone, and what has truly gone has no effects. Remembering a cause can but produce illusions of its presence, not effects. Lemoyne. Okay, chapter 28, The Undoing of Fear. Section 1, The Introduction. The miracle does nothing. All it does is to undo. And thus it cancels out the interference to what has been done. It does not add, but merely takes away. And what it takes away is long since gone, but being kept in memory appears to have immediate effect. This world was over long ago. The thoughts that made it are no longer in the mind that thought of them and loved them for a little while. The miracle but shows the past is gone, and what has truly gone has no effect. Remembering a cause can but produce illusions of its presence, not effect. <coughs> All the effects of guilt are here no more, for guilt is over. In its passing went its consequences, left without a cause. Why would you cling to it in memory if you did not desire its effect? Remembering is as selective as perception, being past tense. Being its past tense. Excuse me. Remembering is as selective as perception, being its past tense. It is perception of the past as if it were occurring now and still were there to see. Memory, like perception, is a skill made up by you to take the place of what God gave in your creation. And like all the things you made, it can be used to serve another purpose and to be the means for something else. It can be used to heal and not to hurt if you so wish it be. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran? Two, all the effects of guilt are here no more, for guilt is over. In this passing, when its consequences left without a cause... Why would you cling to it in memory if you did not desire its effect? Remembering is as selected as perception, being is past tense. It is perception of the past as if it were occurring now and still were there to see. Memory, like perception, is a skill made up by you to take the place of what God gave in your creation. And like all the things you made, it can be used to serve another purpose and to be the means for something else. It can be used to heal and not to hurt if you so wish it be. Three, 
Nothing employed for healing represents an effort to do anything at all. It is a recognition that you have no needs, which mean that something must be done. It is an unselective memory, which is not used to interfere with truth. All things the Holy Spirit can employ for healing have been given him without the content and the purposes for which they have been made. They are but skills without application. They await their use. They have no dedication and no aim. Thank you, Fran. And Devon, if you'd like to read that paragraph and roll right into section two, please. Sure. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? <clears throat> yes, very well. Lori, can you oh, okay, great. Nothing in, nothing employed for healing represents an effort to do anything at all. It is a recognition that you have no need which means that something must be done. You have no needs, which means that something must be done. It is an unselective memory, which is not used to interfere with truth. All things the Holy Spirit can imply for healing have been given him without the content and the purposes for which they have been made. Uh, hold on, I got this call here. Hang on. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to start that again. Sorry. Nothing employed for healing represents an effort to do anything at all. It is a recognition that you have no needs, which means that something must be done. It is an unselective memory, which is not used to interfere with truth. All things the Holy Spirit can employ for healing have been given him without the content and the purposes for which they have been made. They are but skills without an application. They await their use. They have no dedication and no aim. Uh, chapter 28, The Undoing of Fear, Section 2, The Present Memory. The Holy Spirit can indeed make use of memory, for God himself is there. Yet, this is not a memory of past events, but only of a present state. You are so long accustomed to believe that memory holds only what is past that it is hard for you to realize it is a skill that can remember now. The limitations on remembering the world imposes on it are as vast as those you let the world impose on you. There is no link of memory to the past. If you would have it there, then there it is but only your desire made the link, and only you have held it to a part of time where guilt appears to linger still. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Karen. Chapter 28, The Undoing of Fear, Section 2, The Present Memory, 4. The Holy Spirit can indeed make use of memory for God. For, for God himself is there. Yet this is not a memory of past events, but only of a present state. You are so long accustomed to believe that memory holds only what is past, that it is hard for you to realize 
It is a skill that can remember now. The limitations on remembering the world imposes on it are as vast as those you let the world impose on you. There is no link of memory to the past. If you would have it there, then there it is. But only your desire made the link, and only you have held it to a part of time where guilt appears to linger still. Five, the Holy Spirit's use of memory is quite apart from time. He does not seek to use it as a means to keep the past, but, as, but rather as a way to let it go. Memory holds the message it receives and does what it is given to do. It does not write the message nor appoint what it is for. Like to the body, it is purposeless within itself. And if it seems to serve to cherish ancient hate and offers you the pictures of injustices and hurts which you were saving, this is what you ask its message to be. And this is what it is. Committed to its faults, the history of all the bodies past is hidden there. All of the strange associations made to keep the past alive, the present dead, are stored within it, waiting your command that they be brought to you and lived again. And thus do their effects appear to be increased by time, which took away their cause. Thank you, Karen. And Jessica. Thanks, Lori. Um, Five. The Holy Spirit's use of memory is quite apart from time. He does not seek to use it as a means to keep the past, but rather as a way to let it go. Memory holds the message it receives and does what it is given it to do. It does not write the message nor appoint what it is for. Like to the body, it is purposeless within itself. And if it seems to serve to cherish ancient hate and offers you the pictures of injustices and hurts which you were saving, this is what you ask the mess- its message be, and this is what it is. Committed to its faults, the history of all the bodies past is hidden there. All of the strange associations made to keep the past alive, the present dead, are stored within it, waiting your command that they be brought to you and lived again. And thus do their effects appear to be increased by time, which took away their cause. Six, yet time is but another phase of what does nothing. It works hand in hand with all the other attributes with which you seek to keep concealed the truth about yourself. Time neither takes away nor can restore. And yet you make strange use of it, as if the past had caused the present. 
which is but a consequence in which no change can be made possible because its cause has gone. Yet change must have a cause that will endure or else it will not last. No change can be made in the present if its cause is past. Only the past is held in memory as you make use of it. And so it is a way to hold the past against the now. Thank you, Jessica. And Micah. Um, I'm going to have to pass. Okay. Uh, do we have a new reader then for paragraphs six and seven? <clears throat> new reader for paragraph six and seven. We're in chapter 28. <clears throat> Ida, if you give me a minute to get to it. Okay, okay 28, 28, 6, and 7. Yes. Okay. Um. Yet time is not another thing of what does nothing. Can you hear me? Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yet time is but another phase of what does nothing. It works hand in hand with all the other attributes with which you seek <clears throat> to keep concealed the truth about yourself. Time neither takes away nor can restore, and yet you make strange use of it as if the past had caused the present which is but a consequence in which no change can be made possible because its cause has gone. Yet change must have a cause that will endure, or else it will not last. No change can be made in the present if its cause is past. Only the past is held in memory as you make use of it, and so it is a way to hold the past against the now. Seven. Remember nothing that you taught yourself, for you were badly taught. And who would keep a senseless lesson in his mind when he can learn and can preserve a better one? When ancient memories of hate appear, remember that their cause is gone. And so you cannot understand what they are for. Let not the cause that you would give them now be what it was which made them start again. Let not not the cause that you would give them now be what it was which made them what they were or seemed to be. Be glad that it is gone, for this is what you would be pardoned from. And see instead the new effects of cause accepted now with consequences here. They will surprise you with their loveliness. The ancient new ideas that they bring will be the happy consequences of a cause so ancient that it far 
exceeds the span of memory which your perception sees. Thank you. Thank you, Ida. And is there another new reader for seven and eight? Uh, this is Micah. I can do it now. Okay. Thanks, seven. Micah. Sure. Um, remember nothing that you taught yourself, for you were badly taught. And who would keep a senseless lesson in his mind when he can learn? When he can learn and can preserve a better one. When ancient memories of hate appear, remember that their cause is gone, and so you cannot understand what they are for. Let not the cause that you would give them now be what it was which made them what they were or seemed to be. Be glad that it is gone, for this is what you would be pardoned from. And see instead the new effects of cause accepted now, with consequences here. They will surprise you with their loveliness. The ancient new ideas they bring will be the happy consequences of a cause so ancient that it far exceeds the span of memory which your perception sees. Eight. This is the cause the Holy Spirit has remembered for you when you would forget. It is not past because he let it not be unremembered. It has never changed because there never was a time in which he did not keep it safely in your mind. Its consequences will indeed seem new because you thought that you remembered not their cause. Yet what yet was it never absent from your mind, for it was not your father's will that he be unremembered by his only son. Thank you, Micah. And is there another new reader for 8 and 9? Okay, I'm going back to you. This is the cause the Holy Spirit has remembered for you when you would forget. It is not past because he let it not be unremembered. It has never changed because there never was a time in which he did not keep it safely in your mind. Its consequences will indeed seem new because you thought that you remembered not their cause. Yet was it never absent from your mind Yet was it never absent from your mind, for it was not your father's will that he be unremembered by his son. What you remember never was, 
It came from causelessness, which you confused with cause. It can deserve but laughter when you learn you have remembered consequences which were causeless and could never be effect. The miracle reminds you of a cause forever present, perfectly untouched by time and interference, never changed from what it is. And you are its effect, as changeless and as perfect as itself. Its memory does not lie in the past, nor wait the future. It is not revealed in miracle. They but remind you that it has not gone. When you forgive it for your sins, it will no longer be denied. Thank you, Lemoyne and Fran. Nine. <clears throat> what you remember never was. It came from causelessness, which you confused with cause. It can deserve but laughter when you learn you have remembered consequences which were causeless and could never be effects. The miracle reminds you of the cause forever present perfectly untouched by time and interference, never changed from what it is. And you are its effects, as changeless and as perfect as itself. Its memory does not lie in the past nor await the future. It is not revealed in miracles. They but remind you that it has not gone. When you forgive it for your sins, it will no longer be denied. 10. You who have sought to lay a judgment on your own creator cannot understand it is not he who laid a judgment on his son. You would deny him his effects, yet have they never been denied. There was no time in which his son could be condemned for what was causeless and against his will. What you're remembering would witness to is but the fear of God. He has not done the thing you fear. No more have you. And so your innocence has not been lost. You need no healing to be healed. In quietness, see in the miracle a lesson in allowing cause to have its own effects and doing nothing that would interfere. Thank you, Fran. And Devon. Thank you, Lauren. You who have sought to lay a judgment on your own creator cannot understand it is not he who laid the judgment on his son. You would deny him his effects, yet have they never been denied. There was no time in which his son could be condemned for what was causeless and against his will. What your remembering would witness to is but the fear of God. He has not done the thing you fear, no more have you. And so your innocence has not been lost. You need no healing to be healed. In quietness, see in the miracle a lesson in allowing cause to have its own effects and doing nothing that would interfere. 
The miracle comes quietly into the mind that stops an instant and is still. It reaches gently from that quiet time and from the mind it healed in quiet then to other minds to share its quietness. And they will join in doing nothing to prevent its radiant expansion back into the mind which caused all minds to be. Born out of sharing, there can be no pause in time to cause the miracle delay in listening to all unquiet minds and bringing them in instant stillness when the memory of God returns to them. Their own remembering is quiet now, and what has come to take its place will not be wholly unremembered afterwards. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Karen. Eleven. The miracle comes quietly into the mind that stops an instant and is still. It reaches gently from that quiet time and from the mind it heals in quiet then to other minds to share its quietness. And they will join in doing nothing to prevent its radiant extension back into the mind which caused all minds to be. Born out of sharing, there can be no pause in time to cause the miracle delay in hastening to all unquiet minds and bringing them an instant stillness when the memory of God returns to them. Their own remembering is quiet now, and what has come to take its place will not be wholly unremembered afterwards. Well, he to whom time is given offers thanks for every quiet instant given him. For in that instant is his memory allowed to offer all its treasures to the Son of God for whom they have been kept. How gladly does he offer them unto the one for whom he has been given, for whom he has been given them. And his creator shares his thanks because he would not be deprived of his effect. The instant silence that his son accepts gives welcome to eternity and him that and lets them enter. He would not be deprived of his effects. The instant silence that his son accepts gives welcome to eternity and him and lets them enter where they would abide. For in that instant does the Son of God do nothing that would make himself afraid. Thank you, Karen. And Jessica. Thanks, Lori. Twelve. He to whom time is given offers thanks for every quiet instant given him. For in that instant is his memory allowed to offer all its treasures to the Son of God for whom they have been kept. How gladly does he offer them unto the one 
for whom he has been given them. And his creator shares his thanks because he would not be deprived of his effects. The instant silence that his son accepts gives welcome to eternity and him and lets them enter where they would abide. For in that instant does the Son of God do nothing that could make himself afraid. 13. How instantly the memory of God arises in the mind that has no fear to keep the memory away. Its own remembering has gone. There is no past to keep his fearful image in the way of glad awakening to present peace. The trumpets of eternity resound throughout the stillness, yet disturb it not. And what is now remembered is not fear, but rather is the cause that fear was made to render unremembered and undone. The stillness speaks in gentle sounds of love the Son of God remembers from before his own remembering came in between the present and the past to shut them out. Thank you, Jessica. And Ida. Thirteen. Oh, just a second. How instantly the memory of God arises in the mind that has no fear to keep the memory away. Its own understanding, its own remembering has gone. There is no past to keep its fearful image in the way of glad awakening to present peace. The trumpets of eternity resound throughout the stillness, yet disturb it not. And what is now remembered is not fear, but rather is the cause that fear was made to render unremembered and undone. The stillness speaks in gentle sounds of love the Son of God remembers from before his own remembering, came in between the present and the past to shut them out. 14. Now is the Son of God at last aware of present cause and its benign effects. Now does he understand what he has made is causeless, making no effects at all. He has done nothing. And in seeing this, he understands He never had a need for doing anything and never did. Uh, His cause is its effects. There never was a cause beside it that could generate a different past or future. Its effects are changelessly eternal, beyond fear, and pass the world of sin entirely. Thank you. Thank you, Ida. And Micah. 
Okay, uh, 14. Now is the Son of God at last aware of present cause and its benign effect. Now does he understand what he has made is causeless, making no effects at all. He has done nothing, and in seeing this he understands. He never had a need for doing anything and never did. His cause is its effects. There never was a cause beside it that could generate a different past or future. Its effects are changelessly eternal, beyond fear, past the world of sin entirely. 15. What has been lost to see the causeless not? And where is sacrifice when memory of God has come to take the place of loss? What better way to close the little gap between illusions and reality than to allow the memory of God to flow across it, making it a bridge an instant will suffice to reach beyond? For God has closed it with himself. His memory has not gone by and left a stranded son forever on a shore where he can glimpse another shore which he can never reach. His father wills that he be lifted up and gently carried over. He has built the bridge and it is he who will transport his son across it. Have no fear that he will fail in what he wills, nor that you be excluded from the will that is for you. Thank you, Micah. And would there be a new reader to finish this section with chapter or with paragraph 15? Thank you, it, Lori. Thanks, Jude. Been lost to see the causeless, not. And where is sacrifice when the memory of God has come to take the place of loss? What better way to close the little gap between illusions and reality than to allow the memory of God to flow across it, making it a bridge and instant? will suffice to reach beyond. For God has closed it with himself. His memory has not gone by and left a stranded son forever on a shore where he can glimpse another shore that he can never reach. His father wills that he be lifted up and gently carried over. He has built the bridge and it is he who will transport his son across it. Have no fear that he will fail in what he wills, nor that you be excluded from the will that is for you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jude. Uh, so to recap then from these two sections, starting with... Paragraph 1, an introduction. The miracle does nothing. 
all it does is to undo and thus it cancels out the interference to what has been done it does not add but merely takes away the miracle that shows the past is gone and what is truly gone has no effects paragraph 2 remembering is as selective as perception being its past tense it is perception of the past as if it were occurring now and still were there to see paragraph 3 nothing employed for healing represents an effort to do anything at all it is a recognition that you have no needs which means that something must be done it is an unselective memory which is not used to interfere with truth from section 2 the present memory the Holy Spirit can indeed make use of memory for God himself is there yet this is not a memory of past events but only of a present state there is no link of memory to the past only your desire made this link and only you have held it to a part of time where guilt appears to linger still in five the Holy Spirit's use of memory is quite apart from time he does not seek to use it as a means to keep the past but rather as a way to let it go memory is purposeless within itself and if it seeks to serve an ancient hate this is what you asked its message be and this is what it is all of the strange associations made to keep the past alive and the present dead are stored within it waiting your command that they be brought to you and lived again and thus do their effects appear to be increased by time which took away their cause In paragraph six yet time is but another phase of what does nothing it works hand in hand with all the other attributes which you seek to keep concealed the truth about yourself seven remember nothing that you taught yourself for you were badly taught and who would keep a senseless lesson in his mind when he can learn and preserve a better one when ancient memories of hate appear remember that their cause is gone and see instead the new effects of cause accepted now with consequences here they will surprise you with their loveliness the ancient new ideas they bring will be the happy consequences of a cause so ancient that it far exceeds the span of memory which your perception sees dropping down to paragraph 11 or I'm sorry 10 you who have sought to lay a judgment on your own creator cannot understand it is not he who laid a judgment on his son your remembering would witness to the fear of God he has not done the thing you fear no more have you and so your innocence has not been lost and you need no healing to be healed in quietness see in the miracle a lesson in allowing cause to have its own effects and do nothing that would interfere paragraph 11 the miracle comes quietly to the mind that stops an instant and is still it reaches gently from that quiet time and from the mind it healed in quiet then to other minds to share its quietness and they will join 
and doing nothing to prevent its radiant extension back into the mind which caused all minds to be. Paragraph 13, how instantly the memory of God arises in the mind that has no fear to keep the memory away. Its own remembering has gone. There is no past to keep its fearful image in the way of glad awakening to present peace. The stillness speaks in gentle sounds of love. The Son of God remembers from before his own remembering came in between the present and the past to shut them out. 14. Now is the Son of God at last aware of present cause and its benign effects. His capital cause is capital its effects. And finally in 15, what better way to close the little gap between illusions and reality than to, the, than to allow the memory of God to flow across it, making it a bridge, an instant will suffice to reach beyond. God has closed it with himself. Have no fear that he will fail in what he wills, nor that you be excluded from the will that is for you. Amen. And with that, I think we'll be well served to go straight to the lesson this morning. Um, so with our thanks, Fran, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for that. That was good. Thank you for the recap. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and we are still in the theme of what is the real world. And today's lesson is Lesson 297. Forgiveness is the only gift I give. I shall read some from what is the real world. The real world is a symbol, like the rest of what perception offers. Yet it stands for what is opposite to what you made. Your world is seen through eyes of fear and brings the witnesses of terror to your mind. The real world cannot be perceived except through eyes forgiveness blesses. So they see a world where terror is impossible and witnesses to fear cannot be found. The real world holds a counterpart for each unhappy thought reflected in your world. The real world shows a world seen differently through quiet eyes and with a mind at peace. Nothing but rest is there. The real world is the symbol that the dream of sin and guilt is over and God's Son no longer sleeps. The real world signifies the end of time, for its perception makes time purposeless. As we look upon a world forgiven, it is He who calls to us and comes to take us home, reminding us of our identity, which our forgiveness has restored to us. And we'll go to the lesson. Lesson 297. Forgiveness is the only gift I give. Forgiveness is the only gift I give because it is the only gift I want. And everything I give, I give myself. This is salvation's simple formula. And I, who would be saved, would make it mine to be the way I live within a world that needs salvation and that will be saved as I accept atonement for myself. 
Father, how certain are your ways, how sure their final outcome, and how truly faithful is every step in my salvation set already and accomplished by your grace. Thanks be to you for your eternal gifts, and thanks to you for my identity. We'll take a moment to reflect on this. Lesson 297, Forgiveness is the only gift I give. Father, how certain are your ways, how sure are their final outcome, and how truly faithful is every step in my salvation set already and accomplished by your grace. Thanks be to you for your eternal gifts, and thanks to you for my identity. Lesson 297, Forgiveness is the only gift I give. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Thank you, Fran. Good morning, it's Karen. Um... I totally loved this reading this morning and also, of course, the lesson. Forgiveness is my only need. Um, forgiveness means to me, what forgiveness means to me is giving up the false world, giving up the past, giving up all my illusions, giving up my guilt, giving up my fear. And um, the reading from the text, today was so perfect because it talks about the undoing of fear is um, the ego would have me believe that the past is real and my mistakes which produce all the illusions of guilt um, are real and my guilt is real and the past is real and it keeps repeating itself and I'm the victim and all those things but the Holy Spirit would change my perception of what the past means. The past is like the body. It has no ascribed meaning. I give it the meaning. If I'm identified with the illusion of my ego, then I empower the past. But if I forgive it, which means give it up, if I let go of it and disidentify from it, I remove the power that it has. 
and I can stand in the present. And the Holy Spirit translates my memory into the remembrance of now, the present awareness of God in my life right now. And um, I especially loved, loved, loved the way that it was described in um, paragraph 11. It says, the miracle comes quietly into the mind that stops an instant and it's still. The mind is healed and quiet. It is. Um, it does nothing when it does nothing to prevent its radiant extension. This reminded me so much of meditation. And when we go into the stillness of the present moment in meditation, we sink into our oneness. We join with other minds in the truth. And the more that we clear or forgive our false associations with the false world, the past, past memories, past emotions, past illusions, thought forms in our head, the, the more we disidentify with the falsehood, the more we come into the awareness of our one self, the one son of God. And the more that the memory of God is restored to us, the remembrance of our true self, which is one with God, um, I am one self united with my creator. So I just thought that that, is the most perfect um, description of the uh, experience we have when we go into meditation. And it also says that the Holy Spirit is grateful when we come into that stillness for every moment that we go into that stillness. So it just is a reminder to me that I have to make more time to go into that place to be purified of all my false illusions of the past. I'm complete. Very clear. Thanks. That was just really full. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, thank you, Karen. And this is Micah. I uh, see a, a nice connection with the lesson in the last sentence where um, thanks be to you for your eternal gifts and thanks to you for my identity. And thanks to you for my identity kind of resonated with what we were reading in the text in a beautiful way where... Um, well, before I say that, I, I would like to thank Karen for you know highlighting the mind and the oneness that we feel as we move into that kind of spacious self of, of this, the mind that we truly are, that's one with God and one with each other. And and then um, here in the reading text reading. When when it's mentioned cause and, and and effects, I often I'm predominantly thinking of what's happening in space, the space time dimension of the dream, as the effects, and uh, it's not necessarily, I, I, you know, it could be 
the spacious self too as an effect of this higher cause but um and the self and uh let's see here where i started to kind of get a nice hit on on this cause and its relationship to what's happening um let's see you let me see where was that hang on just a second uh Oh, no, that's not in. Oh, yes. In quietness, see in the miracle a lesson in allowing cause to have its own effects and doing nothing that would interfere. Um, and right when that, when that was read, um, I'm sorry, I'm starting to figure out what happened to my first mark. But anyway, when that when that was read, I you know to have cause to have its own effects and doing nothing that would interfere. It reminded me of this morning. There were some moments where I was prompted to kind of go back into the way of mastery in this section that was talking about, you know, this is all God, and and I started to feel like th- these are all God's effects. And um, the ego has made of it something very different. And so here were these, I'll just read a couple quotes, but um, the way of knowing was never intended to be a set of lessons that will someday get you there, but rather the very way of knowing to walk the journey of creation, knowing that it is God doing the walking and to walk in the knowingness that all things that arise here in God, and you are that one, and to finally be willing to look at a tree and know that the eye of God is seeing God, and that the tree of God is being eyed by God. And uh, you can be perfectly enlightened now by simply seeing the truth that the thought you have held of yourself has never been true. It was only a temporary spell, God forgetting, God playing to be other than God, and yet that play is the very fullness of God. For in the end, the quote fall from grace, unquote, the separation from union, the very thing itself cannot be outside the mind of God. So God, the cause has had its effects, you know. It's all returning back to the memory of God as everything. And um, let's see, I'll go a little further. Another highlight was, uh, and in paragraph 12, his creator shares his thanks because he would not be deprived of his effects. This is all God. And then in 14, now is the Son of God at last aware of present cause and its benign effects. And then in the last paragraph, what better way to close the little gap between illusions and reality than to allow the memory of God to flow across it, making it a bridge an instant will suffice to reach beyond. For God has closed it with himself. God's everything. 
and, and just as we are, just as we are, as ungodly as we feel, you know. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, I guess that's it. Thanks. Oh, that was really beautiful, Micah. Thank you, Micah. That was beautiful. I'm reminded Thank of you, how the house of, house of Truth is big enough to hold the house of illusion. <laughs> that was very beautiful. Thank you. From the Course on Love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Micah. That was really nice. Um, this is Ida. Thanks. I stuff going on here. <laughs> um, but I wanted to say something. Huh? <clears throat> so I really like this section. And it's pretty, excuse me. It's a pretty famous section um, in A Course in Miracles, especially um, number seven, the phrase, remember nothing that you taught yourself, but you were badly taught, and it goes on. And most especially number 11, it's been quoted a lot. This, this paragraph that starts with, the miracle comes quietly into the mind that stops an instant and is still. It reaches gently from that quiet time and from the mind it healed and quiet then to other minds to share its quietness and they will join in doing nothing to prevent its radiant extension back into the mind which caused all minds to be. And it goes on. It's such a beautiful section and so beautiful and yet to me it's so clear. Even though it's talking about time which some other times in the book can feel a little bit unclear or a little bit muddy to to get that stuff about time, but he, after everything he said up to this point, we're close to the end of the of the of the um, the text. Um, he's got somehow this perfect clarity about everything and of course he's only really making one point in this whole section like he's really only making one point in this whole book which I actually don't rather would rather call it a being than a book the being is is talking to us you know and um, of course in miracles with the father was Jesus and his mother was Helen um, so um, Born out of sharing, there can be no pause in time to cause a miracle delay in hastening to all unquiet minds and bringing them an instant stillness when the memory of God returns to them. Their own remembering is quiet now, and what has come to take its place will not be wholly unremembered afterwards. He, he manages to be mystical in this section and practical and clear at the same time. I love it. I love this section. <laughs> Thanks so much for hearing me. I'm complete. Well, thanks thank so you, much Ida. for sharing, Ida. 
Thank you, Ida. Ida, that was so beautiful. I love the way you said all that. Thank you. I love reading it. <laughs> this is Micah real quick. Uh, there were just two quotes that I wanted to read, and, and um, I, they really highlight cause and effect. So I'll just read them real quick, and I'd love to hear what other people say. Uh, thanks be to you. this is from the Course of Miracles. Thanks be to you, the Holy Son of God, for as you were created, you contain all things within your true self, and you are still as God created you. Nor can you dim the light of your perfection. In your heart, the heart of God is laid. He holds you dear, because you are Himself. All gratitude belongs to you because of what you are. Uh, and then there is now no limit to his power, this, you know, us, because it is the power of God. So has his name become the name of God, for he no longer sees himself as separate from God. Those were the two things. Oh, thank, thank you, so Micah. Much. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Jesus has a way with words, doesn't he? <laughs> this is Jessica. Um, you know, I thought I had reached uh, a level of understanding maybe last year when when I went through this text and and thought, okay, now I really get everything. Now I understand it all. And because there had been previous readings where I was like, what? I am really feeling like that's not a tongue twister, that's a brain twister. And my brain is now twisted so much that I don't know what's up and what's down. And then recently, after feeling like I understood everything, Recently, it's been like, I don't know if, if, if some of you remember when, when there were mercury thermometers and if you broke one and the mercury fell on the ground and you were trying to catch it, it would sort of roll away and then you'd try to get it from the other side and it would roll the other way. And it was hard to kind of get it. Um, and that's how I feel about some of this stuff, even though, even though, as Ida said, he's really only making one point. <laughs> and, uh, and he makes it very well in that he's approaching it from many different angles and saying, well, if, if you don't understand that, let me say it to you this way. And yet it feels like the mercury is sliding away every time for me. And I think the ego is, you know, the layers of the onion have been peeled I don't know how many layers down. I'm getting close to the to the clarity of whatever happens after the layers are gone. <laughs> and so the ego is trying to subterfuge here. I feel like that's what's happening. The ego's kind of saying, No, 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 you don't understand that sentence. No, 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 I don't think you get it. It's too complicated. 
no, I don't think you're going to understand this by yourself. And I'm not sure anybody can help you. <laughs> wait till Lori says something or wait till Micah or somebody or whoever explains this to you. And then when people share, then I think, oh, they didn't quite explain it to me. And I think it's the ego that is trying to, it's distracting me. I, I, I start listening to what other people are saying and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have to put this thing over there for later. And then I've missed the keyword or whatever. I don't know how it's happening, but somebody's interfering. Some little um, troll is getting in the way of, of me getting this. And at the same time, I know that I get it. I know that because part of what I think he's saying here is that the ancient, well, there's the ancient hatred, of course, but then there's also the ancient memory, and that's there. It's always been there, and it knows. So I don't really need to understand the words because I know. I just have to get the freaking ego out of the way and you know, stop uh, dodging around to see the truth and just be quiet be quiet and let the miracle undo and that's it i'm complete that was really great jessica i really enjoyed thank you thank you jessica thank you jessica thank you jessica Hey, it's Karen again. I have a little comment about sort of an epiphany about the Course. Um, my eyes look out, my body's eyes look out at the world, and when I have um, a reaction to something in the world, my understanding has shifted. This is the epiphany. And I don't think it's about what's happening externally. I have to go within Forgiveness is the only gift I want, and I know that if I'm seeing it out there, it's because it's hidden to me about myself. And so I've been practicing that and applying that to um, situations where I think someone is doing something, and then I say, I reframe it, and I say, uh, this must be about some lack of forgiveness I have toward myself. And it's like there's all this um, hidden self-loathing and guilt and lack of forgiveness toward myself. The only forgiveness I give is forgiveness to myself. Um, So the idea that we go into this quiet stillness, the quiet mind is stillness, and we need do nothing. I need do nothing. All I have to be is in the present. And the Holy Spirit will um, bring me, give me, gift me the present moment, the, aware, the memory of God in this moment. But then I go within and all of this past has to be released. And, you know, so it's like, it's purifying me when things arise. If I if I am present in the stillness, I can just let that stuff go to experience more remembrance of God in the present. Thank you for letting me share that. That was really wonderful. Thank you, Karen. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Oh, I um, I just love the way this. Hi, everybody. It's Jude. I love the way that speaks of the stillness, the stillness, the quietness, quiet, still, instant. When I allow God to to glimmer across the horizon of my mind, in His totality, open up my mind, the mind that can't know anything. Okay. By myself, I I can. I am nothing and I can know nothing. My ego is in op- direct opposition to me knowing the truth about myself. And I think this present memory really speaks very deeply of that to me. The, the encouragement that I need do nothing to know the truth of who I come from, what I come from, where I come from, and who and what and where it is that I always am. The simplicity of it, the simplicity of it, when it's not veiled with a whole lot of levels of complexity of what the ego would think or try to make out of it, the obviousness of it cannot be denied that everything I think, I see, I do, I touch, I feel, I smell, I taste, I touch, everything, God is in all of it because God is in me and everything he, he is in all, all in all and <laughs> there's no place where he is not. <gasps> and to lay, oh, the one line that, that always really gets to me you know, this forgiveness. You, you, Jude, who have sought to lay a judgment on your own creator, cannot understand it is not he who laid a judgment on his son. You know, this just, it made me feel so little and so absolutely still. You know, the, the, the thought that I could lay a judgment on any part of God's creation. It's like, really? Really, Jude, you're going to go there? You're going to slice and dice up God's totality and say, check this, this doesn't belong. I don't like this. I want this to be different. This cannot be allowed. It doesn't suit my preferences today. I, 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 I come to a great sense of um, be still and know. <laughs> That's all, folks. I'm so glad you're here. I love you all. I am complete. Thanks for the shift. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Uh, thank you, Judy. Thanks, dude.
Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. What a bunch of great shares today. Um, and I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful to be talking about the mechanisms by which my awareness becomes split. And the way that tiny fragment of mind ego would use my personal memories to conceal the truth about myself. I really enjoyed paragraph five. And and I I'm like you, Jessica. I like to read I like to read um the words um with a richness that are contained in every single paragraph. There's a richness. And this time um through I was thinking in paragraph five how he says the Holy Spirit's use of memory is quite apart from time. He does not seek to use it as a means to keep the past, but rather as a way to let it go. Memory holds the message it receives and does what it is given to do it to do. It does not write the message nor appoint what it is for. It doesn't do that. Memory doesn't do that. My my personal memories don't do that. It's my mind that gives my personal memories a cause in the story that ego likes to write. And so I was thinking about that, you know, as I was reading it with a personal a personal slant, how do I do this? Holy Spirit, show me how how I might be doing this keeping the past alive by asking for a message. And this year, um, this is a very innocuous little memory, uh, but I realized it's there. Um, long ago, uh, 25 or more years ago, I had a little dog, and, and I moved to a different place, and my little dog got confused uh, when I left her to go to work. And I'd come home and, and she would still be in that same place that I left her looking afraid and scared. I'm sure because she was unfamiliar with the location, but in any event, um, I interpreted that little thing as a personal, fel- a personal failure on my part. I failed my dog. I, I failed my dog by leaving her and going to work. And as I read paragraph five, um, how do I use that to conceal the truth about myself? Well, I still do that. I still let that little memory interfere with me every single time I have to run an errand and leave my dog alone. (laughs) Isn't that just funny? I mean, it's not funny. It's it's really sad. It's tragic. but it keeps me from ever doing errands without taking my dog and it really limits my freedom uh, because I taught myself that I was a bad carer for my dog by that one silly little thing. That event did not write that message. I gave that meaning uh, to that event. And like everything that ego does, it gives these things that seem to happen, all the meaning that they have for me. Remember that lesson? 
and, and so uh, I enjoy it. I find it very enlightening actually to to read these paragraphs in a way that opens up my own mind to my own errors and causes my awareness to be split from I'm a good dog parent to I'm a bad dog parent. <laughs> and that's what time does, you know. It, like it's, it's exactly like he says in paragraph five. My memory, my personal memories don't write the stories except that I invite them to do that. It's my state of mind that that places that invitation and asks for meaning to be given me by my personal story. In this section, present memory, oh, so gorgeous, speaks um, in such rich terms of everything that is restored to my awareness by the holy instant. That's one thing I love about Holy Spirit, about about that movement of truth. It never does it partially. Uh, when truth is restored to me, it's restored to me in its entirety. And um, his work for that is the atonement. You know, forgetting everything I made myself, every meaning I assigned myself, every interpretation I ever gave an event, every association that I made between this and that, and that means, you know, he said, I badly taught myself, forget it all, forget it all. Do I have a need? Do I have a need to call that up? Memory doesn't, uh, personal memory doesn't come to me unless I ask it to. And it's my mind that does that. Um, that's where the lesson comes in so beautifully. Forgiveness is the only thing I want. And forgiveness is the only thing I give because it is the only thing I want. <laughs> To accept atonement for myself, um, I can only speak to it as it uh, occurred to me. But it was that moment in time, oh, the day that it came, was that moment in time where I reached the limit of anything ego could do for me. It was as though I were up against a wall with absolutely no, there was no other ego move I could make. <laughs> there was no other piece to move on the chessboard to accomplish what I wanted. Nothing could be done. And so I threw my, proverb, my proverbial arms over my proverbial head and jumped. And I said, I don't, I don't care what happens to me anymore. All I know is this is intolerable. And I was caught. I was caught, caught in the loving arms. Chapter 15 is so excellent in what he says about the holy instant. 
And it's much like what he says in paragraph 3 in this reading. There's nothing to be done, and in no doing is all healing. It's the recognition that you have no need to interfere with truth. I have no need to interfere with truth. Split awareness in my mind is a consequence of my desire. I call up my past because I think it offers me some solution because after all I learned never to touch a hot stove it will burn me <laughs> and that's what ego does with everything in life don't touch it it will hurt don't touch it you're bad don't touch it uh, you'll be guilty it's the great preserver of time you know this ancient lesson I taught myself um, is something I hold to me now as a prevention of some worse consequence I was badly taught I did that myself and it is this I would undo I have no need I have no need for anything except to be caught in the arms to be transported across the bridge that God makes with his own self to remember present cause and so in practicing the holy instant isn't that just what we do every morning it's um, it's how I approach every lesson uh, I don't know I don't know how my illusions are interfering with me Holy Spirit show me in this lesson forgiveness is the only gift I give show me how my lack of forgiveness interferes with my awareness all problems all problems come from a split awareness between illusion and the truth and I can't I can't repair that problem by just telling myself the truth I need to bring my illusion through the truth I need to see where I have an error in my mind and that's what life does that's what each lesson does that's what each paragraph holds the potential to do how am I splitting my awareness what illusion do I believe in that I could forfeit to the truth because I don't need it anymore I don't need to believe I'm a bad dog carer <laughs> you know um, and every illusion he said is made just the same way beneath the illusion is the loving mind that thought it made it in anger and when I call my old memories all I'm doing with that is concealing the truth about myself the loving mind my loving mind um, told myself I was a bad dog carer because of that experience with my little dog 25 years ago I need to remember my loving mind and Holy Spirit will restore that awareness to me at any moment I choose to bring my illusion to the truth and I've discovered that over time 
these many years since then. Um, I like how you say onion, Jessica. I've discovered that there's many little splinters. I call them little tiny splinters. Um, they're like slivers that when I leave them there, they can hurt me. But when they're revealed to me in every holy instant, in every little paragraph, how did I do that? Oh, I see I did that to myself. Um, I'm eventually relieved of all my unconscious material that I would otherwise project upon an innocent world. He says in those early 50 lessons, I can picture only thoughts I hold about myself. And when I finally stand in the loving gaze of my father and receive that loving gaze without interference, I begin to see the gaze in which I'm held and return that gaze without fear. And then the memory comes. They have come, the face of Christ, the memory of God, to a present awareness. Um, and I find that it has no limit, this present awareness. Uh, the more I release, the more time releases me. I'm complete. Oh, that was great, Laurie. And yeah. um, I'm, I was glad to hear you laugh because when you said it was tragic, um, which I totally understand that whole idea about the memories getting in the way of the present truth, um, but I was glad you laughed because we need to not forget to laugh when we think we're doing something to ourselves. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. It is laughable when it's revealed, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Jessica. Yes, ma'am. Thanks, Lori. That was great. Thank you. That was a and wonderful example. Yeah. That was. That was funny about the dog. <laughs> it did make me chuckle. <laughs> Deep. Because we can't really hurt ourselves or our pets or anybody since none of us is a body. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, thanks, Ida. You're welcome. But I'm the one who will always say, okay, but we have to take into consideration the feelings, the emotions, and I'm full of emotions. So so I am not one to deny the emotions and just be a stoic or something about all that. I just wanted to, in parentheses, put that in there so nobody would think that I don't care about feelings or something like that, because I do. Thanks, I'm complete. Sweet. Thanks, Lita. Hey, this is Steve. I want to tell you, uh, what are the chances of, as soon as I got on the phone this morning, 
you were talking about leaving your dog in a new place. And I've been wondering about it because my dog recently has become blind. And I've been, I, I booked a place in North Carolina before she went completely blind that would have been new places. And the guy called me this morning. He, he does not. He, he didn't know I had a dog. He, uh, so it was canceled, and I was having second thoughts about bringing my little baby girl to a new place. And here you are talking about your dog staying in the same place. I mean, when was the last time you talked about your little dog? The timing was perfect. And uh, I'm just remarking on, you know, like my old chiropractic founder, B.J. Palmer, he said, heed that hunch. When you get a hunch, intuition, follow it. And so I had a hunch, and then, and then look at the synchronicity of you just talking about your dog this morning. I don't know if you've you talk about it once a week, but here I came exactly at the time and you were talking about your dog. So I'm going, praise God, praise the intelligence behind my curriculum. I'm complete. Oh, that's incredible, Steve. It goes oh. to show you nothing's personal. <laughs> Everything's that's amazing. Really? Thank you. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. That's so true. This is Jessica, and I was just, just thinking yesterday amidst tears that I might have to have my daughter take my cat to another town and live with her. She loves her a lot. But I was thinking, I wonder what it would be like for her to be in a new, different place. <laughs> so the synchronicity continues. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jessica. Oh, my. Reminds me well, of all things are echoes of the voice for God, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't have a cat. I don't have a dog, but my cat went outside for a while and spit up grass this morning. She's done, but we bought some grass, cat grass to go for, grow for him. And so that's not really uh, the same that I just wanted to be included in all that. So I told you about my cat. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ida. <laughs> well, you know what? I think to close this call this morning, um, since we're talking about the reunion of cause with its effects, from this, from Chapter 13, The Way of Salvation, you who belong to the capital F, first capital C cause, you who belong to the first cause created by him, like unto himself and part of him, are more than merely guiltless. A state of guiltlessness is only the condition in which what is not there has been removed from the disordered mind that thought it was. This state and only this must you attain with God beside you. For until you do, you will still think that you are separate from him. You can feel his presence next to you, but cannot know that you are one with him. This need not be taught. Learning applies only to the condition in which it happens of itself. When you have let all that obscured the truth in your most holy mind be undone for you, 
and stand in grace before your Father. He will give himself to you as he has always done. Giving himself is all he knows, so it is all knowledge. For what he knows not cannot be, and therefore cannot be given. Ask not to be forgiven, for this has already been accomplished. Ask rather to learn how to forgive and restore what always was to your unforgiving mind. Atonement becomes real and visible to them that use it. On earth, this is your only function, and you must learn that it is all you want to learn. Hmm. Forgiveness is the only gift I give, the only gift I want. Amen. Nice. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Perfect, Gloria. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, have a beautiful day, everybody. You too. I'm sure grateful for you.